Do you want to be part of the first live Ask the Pokedexpert? Sunday, September 6th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, we are going live with DragonCon Goes Virtual. Head over to twitch.tv slash dcdigitalmedia and you can be part of the action. You'll be able to ask questions of our Pokedexpert live in the chat and see what special guests we have on stage with us at DragonCon. We hope to see you there. Now, a word from our sponsor. This episode of Ask the Pokedexpert is brought to you by Berry Fresh. Everyone wants to take care of their Pokemon's needs. You want them to be taken care of, to feel special. You want to make sure you are giving them high-end berries like you spent hours watering berry plants every day. But who has time for that? The Pokemart is nothing but orins and peaches and the occasional Chesto. You need somewhere to get the high-quality berries your Pokemon crave. Quick, easy, and at a price that won't break the Pokebank. Berryfresh.co.kt has your back. Each and every week, they will deliver delicious berries from around the world right to your door. Some of the most exotic and delicious berries ever can be yours and your Pokemon's through Fresh Berry. This week, subscribers are looking at a bundle of Qualit, Kasib, and Colber berries. Sign up today and use promo code POKEDEXPERT1 and you'll get an incredibly rare Roap berry as a special treat. Not to mention five polka dollars off your first month. That's a huge value for our listeners. That's berryfresh.co.kt, promo code Pokedexpert1. Now on to the show. Ask the Pokedexpert. Hello friends, welcome to Ask the Pokedex, where we take audience questions and pick the brain of our special guest expert. I'm your host, Anthony Reed, and joining me this week, thankfully, uh, I, I'm very appreciative to have him back. Uh, it's It's been, uh, uh, it's been, it would have been real close without him. So I really appreciate everything that, that he did for us uh, coming on the show. Uh, it is, he's, he's the foremost expert in uh, Pokemon biology, Pokemon anatomy, and social biology. And his new book, Born Free, a lit Leo of Two Worlds, is available now. It's Pokedexpert Mike Ellison. Thanks for being here, Mike. Hey, Anthony. Not a problem, man. Um, hey, who was the special guest that was supposed to have been your Pokedexpert this week? Well, you know, after uh, reading the ad for him uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was really, really hoping I could get Samson Oak on to come and talk about uh, uh, not just his new product, but maybe uh, some of the research that he's done, have a new perspective on the show. But uh, apparently he's too busy, uh, as he said it, catching rays. I'm hoping that that's Mantine and not just sitting on a beach. So you did have a guest scheduled, though scheduled is um maybe an, an aggressive term for the step in the process we were at got it got it uh i just you know i obviously i have no problem uh stepping in last minute you know when you need some support here and there uh but i am you know i'm i'm starting to uh to feel a bit concerned uh, that maybe your scheduling uh, system might not be working out as well as it could be for you. Yeah, you know, it's. Um, it's I think that part of the problem is that most researchers are um, 
maybe they're just not quite as prolific as you are, Mike. You know, they're not uh, uh, shoveling the books out at quite the same pace. And so uh, they're busy working on their research. They're, uh, they're really, they're deep in, in uh, thought. Uh, and so it's hard to get a lot of, uh, uh, of them away from their very important research, which you, I'm sure you understand. We very much appreciate you taking time out of your very busy schedule to come and join us. But some of them just don't have the, uh, I guess maybe they don't place an importance on bringing their message to the masses like like you do certainly you know and I, I do think there's a lot of inefficiency in the world of pokemon research you know uh one of the things that i pride myself the most is on one of the things that i pride myself the most on is my ability to uh spin a bunch of different plates you know and, and make sure that i'm really available for the people around me uh, but, you know, that's one of the things that I loved about your new book, uh, Alit Leo of, uh, uh, sorry, Born Free, Alit Leo of Two Worlds. You tell in that book uh, a very stunning story about Alit Leo that was uh, obviously caught in the wild, brought in to be raised uh, in a, a sanctuary, and then, uh, you know, sort of brought between these two places. But you're also really telling a story about yourself and your journey through Two Worlds, which I found absolutely fascinating. I'm really gl glad that... I'm really glad that you picked up on those themes, Anthony. You know, it means a lot uh, to to research and to to write and also to be a good citizen of the earth. You know, I think it I think it takes a lot out of me. And so I'm really I'm really grateful that you were able to to find that in my story of my time with Liddy. What did you find most difficult about the research you did with Liddy on that book? Gosh, you know deciding when enough was enough you know it's just sometimes i throw myself so deep into this research that i don't know that i'll ever be satisfied but you know sometimes you have to say hey the enemy of good is perfect wait i'm what's that saying the enemy uh, of no 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 Perfect, yeah, no, I think that's perfect right. Perfect is the enemy of done. Well, sure. I, I have to say, I I uh, I struggled with this a lot. Sometimes I don't know when a project is best, just better off to be done, you know, and just let it uh, let it be over. Uh, and I think it's really good to, uh, to find a balance in yourself of, of where you're, you're still really engaged and, and active and enjoying a project and, and, and when you should just let it be. You don't say. No, I, I'm, I've, I don't uh, have a great, you know, I've found other things in my life that I feel like I don't have a strong grasp on, on when a project is something that you're doing just because, uh, you know, a few people expect it of you huh. or when it's something that you really want to be doing. You know, that's really interesting, Anthony. Um, wow. Yeah. Anyway, so for this show... Uh, this week we're talking about a uh, fan favorite Pokemon. Uh, it's Choodle. And according to the Pokedex, uh, Choodle is a one foot tall Pokemon who weighs about 18.7 pounds. Uh, this water Pokemon has uh, signature features that include a large head, incredibly powerful jaws, and a protruding central tooth. And the community has a lot of questions about the snapping Pokemon for our Pokedexpert. Gosh, Anthony, you know, I can't wait to dig into this. Uh, Choodle is a Pokemon. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, if you're uh, if you're ready to go, uh, then we will begin. Yep. Uh, let's see. I've got one here. It says, uh, my choodle's tooth is growing in at an awkward angle. Uh, what should I do? Do they make choodle braces? This is from Orthodontic in Oldale Town. Great question, Orthodontic. Uh, you know, by judging by your name, uh, it sounds like maybe you might already know the answer to this question. Uh, I think this might have just been a, a cute moniker. I suspect they're not actually an orthodontist. Uh, but if they are, then you're right. That would be a very odd question for them to submit about uh, about this particular Pokemon. Uh, but let's go under the assumption that the listener in this particular case, and, and in, indeed all listeners, are likely not orthodontists for Pokemon. Although possibly a couple of you out there are. Um, but I, I think the, the question about the central tooth... Uh, like how important to the biology of this Pokemon is that central tooth? How, how much does it, uh, affect the quality of life of a average Choodle? I like the way that you reframe that question, Anthony, you know, you did a really great job of, of highlighting the importance of really coming at something from multiple angles. You know, uh, I think the first my first interpretation of the question, you know, was should I place this young Pokemon inside a human-based contraption uh, to control its standards of beauty and or to conform to human standards of beauty? And obviously that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so, you know, when we come at it from another angle of education, you know, it's important to remember that your Choodle's diet is going to change as it grows. And, you know, once it's strong enough to evolve into a Dreadnought, of course, it's going to lose that uh, that baby Choodle tooth to, to be replaced by new adult teeth. And so, you know, if it comes in a little bit crooked and someone is, I don't know, uh, a bit more vain then maybe they might try to to correct that tooth but ultimately it's it's not going to matter once it's evolved of course you know so let me come at this from another angle then um <clears throat> oftentimes we have seen uh some of these uh cosmetic surgeries let's call uh a brace in this case that right for a, a slightly crooked tooth. Now, of course, we're not talking about uh, uh, a choodle who might be in danger of uh, not being able to eat correctly or, uh, to, you know, something that might endanger the choodle. That's a, a very different story. But Certainly. but for a cosmetic brace, what about a choodle that ha- is self-conscious about their, their crooked tooth or, or wants to get a brace's for them, uh, you know, for their own mental well-being. Uh, how do we approach a situation like that? That's a great question. And, you know, I think a Pokemon behaviorist is going to have the best ef- effect on your Choodle, you know, because really uh, a Choodle self-conscious about its crooked tooth is really expressing a symptom of a larger problem. You know, I think it's really important that that Choodle recognizes that its value and individual characteristics are what make it special. You know, it's, its value is inherent. Hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think that's very important to pick up on is that uh, the Choodle has within it already such it's such a unique and uh, a powerful soul of a Pokemon. You know, honestly, Choodle's one of my favorite Pokemon, and, and I really feel like it just doesn't get uh, the credit that it deserves. It's just uh, you know, I you you've got to understand where I'm coming from here, Mike. This this thing is just uh, just a wonderful creature through and through. Sure. I, I'm, I, I, I just, I'm so, my heart goes out for these little guys and their, their big heads and their giant teeth. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just, they're just so cute. I'm so happy for you. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I think we should move on to the next question. Uh, so I've, I've got one here. It says, how is Choodle's vision? He looks nearsighted. It's fine. This is from, oh, it's okay. Choodle's vision is fine. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, I've got one. It says, is Choodle's neck the strongest in the Pokemon kingdom? And this is from Blinky James, the Massachusetts man. Oh, okay, James. Um, I, you, this is getting closer, buddy. Kind of. Uh, we'll work on it. Just keep, just keep, keep giving it another shot, man. Uh, I'm sure you will, you'll piece it together someday. Hey, Anthony. Yeah. You look really nice with your clean-shaven, new, fresh look. Oh, well, well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you've noticed. Yeah, I, I'm sorry to have interrupted the questions. I just thought the audience at home should know. Uh, Anthony, you, like, you look like a different person. You look like who I used to know you as, you know, back when you, back, back at the radio station. Well, I, you know, I've been, uh... Uh, I've left the basement a couple of times. Uh, I'm looking maybe for some work. Uh, so if anyone, by the way, is looking for an experienced journalist, uh, high, uh, a lot of lot of broadcast journalism experience, and that's uh, important for your daily life, that would be great if anyone has any work that they want to throw my way. Uh, of course, the show's still going along, so if you want to support our Patreon at patreon.com slash pokedexpert1, I, I think we could really do some cool stuff if we get some patrons, uh, and I think that um, there's a great opportunity there, so... Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm trying to get out there a little bit more, try to, try to get my name back out on the street. So I, I appreciate you, uh, you know, you making a comment on that. Yeah. I just, I, I noticed it, you know, um, right at the start of recording and I just thought right then was the right time to bring it up. You know, it felt right in my heart. Yeah, well, I'm I'm kind of turning over a new leaf, so I, I feel like in a way, uh, the middle of the show is the perfect place to start a new segment like about this because it's like the middle of my life and I, I'm starting something new here and uh and I, I I'm I'm excited I'm very excited about it, Mike. I'm glad for you, Anthony. I'm glad. You know, I know that I noticed that uh your new book, Born Free, a lit Leo between two worlds. Uh, you you know you've you've put out the the. Uh, hardback version of it. its gorgeous gorgeous hardcover version thank you the uh, i noticed that there's no audinable version out yet i was wondering if maybe you needed a voiceover individual someone maybe with some broadcast journalism experience some great equipment in their home might uh might do a reading of the book for you yeah i might look around and see if you know i've just been so busy myself lately that like I don't know that I'll be able to do this one, you know, the same way that I was able to do the last few. 
Uh, so, you know, that's a good call, Anthony. Uh, I'll see what Ira's up to. <clears throat> uh, well, we don't want to make sure. We want to make sure all the questions that have been sent in get answered. We don't want to leave anything uh, untouched. So we'll just uh move on here uh why is choodle's head so big and honestly i got this question from dozens dozens of people sent this one in so i'm, I'm just gonna say this one's from everyone everyone wants to know uh from the preeminent pokemon biologist why is choodle's head so big you know that's a great question uh every time i talk to someone about choodle this is the only thing that we talk about you know and and that i guess that's why uh, I reacted so lukewarm to this discussion of Choodle, right? Um, there are a lot of Pokemon with a lot of interesting things about them. And for Choodle, this is the interesting thing about it. This is it. Everything else about a Choodle is very standard. But the Choodle head size discussion is truly the apex of Choodle discussion in, or Choodle topics in Pokemon research. You know, there there are historical texts relating it to a balloon, uh, saying that, you know, the Choodle, the Choodle lacks the neck muscles uh, to hold its head up, and so it needs to inflate in order to be, see straight forward as a, you know, as as this starting form before evolving into Dreadnought with its big, massive, strong neck and jaws, you know. Um, so I, I this isn't exactly on topic for the question, but I, I just got to know, how, what do you think it is about this Pokemon that uh, makes everyone overlook all of its amazing qualities that that make it miss uh, everything that's so special about Choodle, that that's so unique and so different and make everyone just focus on the poor guy's head. So it's got this big dome, right? And like historically, everyone thought it was filled with a gas that let it float. That's amazing. That is truly that, incredible. and Yeah, oh, absolutely. Now, of course, we know from the uh, the dark age of Pokemon research that there's actually not gas inside the Choodle head. Uh, right. You know, a lot of specimens had to go under the knife to prove that as true. Mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we stand on the backs of giants when we do research. And so we, we do really appreciate the, the sacrifices that those Choodles made uh, in order to... Uh, discover the true nature of the Choodle head. And of course, you know, it's a, I'm sure you've read the most recent, uh, the most recent research findings, which state that it's a fluid filled sack. And as the Choodle is excited, the fluid rushes out of the, the shell area of the, of the Pokemon and fills the head, engorging it and allowing it to to react more quickly, uh, giving it a you know uh, shifting its center of gravity up. So uh, you know that's that's so fascinating to me that that's what we're dealing with here is uh, when the head is engorged, I would have expected uh, you know a creature 
big head, uh, maybe have an opportunity to think more clearly. But it, it seems like when the head's engorged, a choodle just stops thinking altogether. You know, at that point, it is pretty much instinctual for the choodle. Uh, the choodle's going to do what the choodle's going to do at that point, you know? Yeah, uh, that's one of the things I think is so interesting about this creature is that uh, the decisions that the, the choodle makes, uh, they seem so uh, basic in nature when they're excited. Quite, uh, yeah, quite counter to a standard evolutionary choice. You know, it, it certainly isn't uh, thinking about its long-term survival during during those phases. And obviously nobody wants a picture of a deflated choodle. And so people who haven't seen a choodle in real life only see them with their engorged heads. Yeah, I mean, I think personally, I think there's a lot to say about a deflated choodle. Per like there, some of my favorite moments with my choodle have been when its head has been deflated. I mean, that's when the creature is at its most lovable, its most caring, its most cuddleable, really. And its most docile. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to worry about a choodle uh, uh, making rash decisions when it's you know, soft and deflated. Certainly. Uh, you know, that's enough. I, I just I get really worked up about this. I just uh, I just love choodle so much. But uh, we, we'll move on to the next. I don't want to I don't want to bog things down. I want to make sure we hit all these questions. And we got a couple of good ones here still. So uh, I've got one here. It says. Uh, oh, oh boy, the 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 spelling on this one's going to be hard for me to get through. So uh, bear with me here, folks. Uh, Dear Pokedexpert, oh, uh, dear dear Pokedexpert, I guess. Uh, apologies in advance for my typing, but I have only one usable hand. Right, one usable hand right now. Okay, okay. Uh, how long can jaw lock last and how can you escape? It's been three week weeks. Thanks. Clamped in coumarine. Clamped. That is a great question. You know, um, jaw lock is something that is unique to the choodle. Uh, this is one of the, one of the, very few special things about a choodle. Uh, the way that it behaves and the way that it's able to clamp down and hold for as long as it needs to or wants to is truly special. You know, I've seen a choodle hold on locked jaws for upwards of a month before. Uh, you know, sometimes two. You know, I've seen reports out of West Kalos that claim that choodles will lock on to anything around them for a period of three months during the hibernation season. So maybe perhaps you live in a colder region and, you know, it could be that during that time period, uh, your choodle might just stay, stay closed. Um, you know, one thing that I want to make sure is uh, very clear is the the use of a brake stick is never recommended with a choodle. You know, I know uh, historically they had been tools used by negligent trainers to uh, try and enforce a certain standard of behavior with their choodles. And, you know, I think as a, as a society, we've really moved past that as a, you know, 
as a way to think about Pokemon behavior. You know, these aren't simple beasts, but at the same time, of course, they're not human, but they they live in that middle ground, right? And so it's really important to give them that space. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, a Choodle who has caught on uh, and is holding on to something, you know, your hand, in this case, it seems, a, a living person that... That's typically uh, significant from a behavioral standpoint. Uh, I think it's important to, to register some of the other personality traits and behaviors of a Choodle. Uh, is this Choodle engorged? If they are, they're probably very excited. If they've been excited for three weeks straight, uh, honestly, if they've been excited for more than four hours straight, you should probably call a doctor uh, and, and, and get them to a Pokemon Center because uh, there could be something wrong with uh, the hormonal balances of that Choodle. Uh, you don't want to have a Choodle in a state of constant excitement. It's uh, dangerous for the Choodle, and it's definitely dangerous for you if they're clamped on uh, that tightly. You know, there are, I don't want to say rumors, uh, there are historical texts from the Galar region that that claim that Choodles will lock on to the thing that they hold most dear. So maybe oh. it's a compliment. Yeah, that's that that may be. Uh, have you had much opportunity to study uh, Choodle, Mike? Opportunity, yes. Uh, you know, of course, so, in in my research, uh, it takes me all over the place, and there have just been so many more uh, personally interesting opportunities for me to to explore at this stage of my career. But you know, you never know. Well, I'm, I'm, I personally am very much looking forward to what will undoubtedly be your masterpiece when you write your book about Choodle patterns. I'm, I, uh, I'm just very excited about uh, how you really dig into the uh, and understand the biology and social interaction of the Choodle. I, I, I'm just so, so excited for that. Yeah, you know, my publisher said that there's not a huge market for that. And so, like, I understand if, uh, you know, I never get there, uh, of course, but who knows? You know, maybe uh, maybe if there are a lot of listeners out there that really want to hear about the Choodle, they could write the publisher with, you know, a pre-order for a book like that. And, you know, we would weigh that against the other opportunities that we have and maybe consider something like that in the future. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, however many of you are out there, just start writing those letters uh, and we'll, we'll get this Choodle book made. I'm certain. Uh, let's let's move on here. I got uh, one more here. Uh, who would win in a race, uh, a Choodle, a Shuckle or a Tertonator? That's from Racy in Rustboro. Hey, Racy. Uh, you know, that's a great question. Probably the Tertonator. You know, I, I think it's uh, it's a much taller Pokemon. It's definitely going to be a uh, uh, force to be reckoned with. I've, obviously, I see where this uh, question asker is coming from. All three of these Pokemon are uh, turtle Pokemon, right? They are uh, going to be inherently slow. But I think the Tertordinator is, is just going to have the leg up in this competition. Certainly, you know, they're they're so powerful uh, in their ability to change between bipedal and quadrupedal will really help them in a race. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's pretty clear, though, that, that Shuckle, there's no way Shuckle's going to beat a Choodle in this fight. I mean, a, a Shuckle can barely wiggle those tiny legs to get anywhere. Yeah, no, of course a Shuckle isn't. I mean, unless it's, uh, well, you know, I wonder. I wonder if a Shuckle might beat a Choodle in a race. Well, I'm I'm gonna have to hear your reasoning on that. I don't I don't see how a shuckle could possibly. Well, I'm just you know I'm just I'm just thinking out loud. Of course, uh, you know the the thing about a shuckle, right? Is that, I mean, for starters, it's a much better Pokemon than a Choodle. Ooh, uh, 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 uh. You know, uh, sorry, um. We don't like to use words like better. Uh, what I meant to say was it's a much more interesting Pokemon than a Choodle. Look, a Choodle might uh, typically be slower, um, maybe not quite as intelligent, uh, maybe a little bit weaker, uh, you know, physically. Um, you know, might have a little less personality than a Shuckle. Uh, it might not be able to... Have, have any special skills or talents that a shuckle has, but it can bite really hard. It's true. Uh, and, you know, if it gets excited and its head gets engorged, I don't know what a shuckle's going to do about that. I mean, I guess it would have to depend, right? Is the shuckle juicing, for example? Because uh, obviously if a, if a shuckle is currently juicing, it will definitely be a choodle in a race. Maybe, but I think we would have to put an asterisk next to that race. I mean... It's only natural. I I just don't think it's fair to uh, hold a, a shuckle that is juicing up to a choodle that isn't and, and try to hold that as some sort of uh, equal, equivalent thing here. I, I, I don't think that that's a fair thing at all. I understand where you're coming from, but, you know, if, if a choodle could juice, it would. Maybe. I mean, if everyone else is juicing and the Choodle needs to juice to compete, I could see the Choodle juicing if it could. It can't, but, you know, if it could. I'm just saying, Anthony, one of us is the is a world-renowned Pokemon social biologist. If a Choodle could juice, it would. That's all the time we have this week. Uh you can go ahead and tweet us at Pokedexpert. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pokedexpert. You can email us at pokedexpertpod at gmail.com. And you can head over to patreon.com slash Pokedexpert1 uh, to support the show and, and really help us expand. You know, uh, you know, tell a friend, uh, uh, maybe uh, share any of our posts ever on Facebook. Uh, just try to let somebody know uh, that this show exists. And then maybe we can... Um, start to get some more, uh, uh, you know, spread out a little bit farther, you know, allow me some, some, some leverage, some latitude to, to try and make this thing, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm really, I'm very excited about all the potential and possibility of this show. It's one of my, uh, favorite things to do and I, I'm not ready to let it go. You know, I'm just going to keep pushing on this, uh, as hard as I can. So, uh, uh, again, I want to thank Mike for coming and being a part of this and helping us out one more time. Uh, you know, I'm, I promise uh, buddy, we're not going to, 
we're not going to hold you to this forever. This isn't uh, anything that you're, you know, you're not, it's not a permanent gig, but uh, uh, we really appreciate you coming in and helping us out. Uh, so uh, it's, let, let everyone at home know how they can uh, support you in, in your endeavors. Yeah, of course. I mean, everybody knows they can find me at patreon.com slash pokedexpert. Uh, I can tell, you know, as I, as I look at my uh, patron account right now, you know, I know, I know y'all know where it is. Uh, make sure to take a look this week. Uh, I've got some special content coming out for you. Uh, again, that's patreon.com slash Pokedexpert. Uh, shout out to all of my, uh, you know, all of my subscribers. Uh, I couldn't do this without you. Uh, also, Anthony, you know, it's no problem. I'll be on your show as much as you need me to be. I'm sure you'll get up on your feet soon. I'm. I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. I'm. I'm. I'm feeling good, Mike. I'm feeling confident. You look I've good. Turned things around. You look Thank good. Thank you. Thank you. And Mike's new book, Born Free: A Litleo of Two Worlds, is available now. Make sure you check that out. Thank you again so much for being here, uh, and we will see everybody next time. <laughs>